It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Live on SENSA, welcome to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Aiken dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Good evening, Red and Blue Army, and welcome to another edition of Red Legs Radio. I'm joined by my by my co-host, Richard Kelly, and Dickie, this is going to be a tough one. Flemo, um, it's two days after the, the game. Uh, we've just got to pick ourselves up and we've got to go again. Forget about what happened. Uh, we've got another game in a couple of days' time. It's time to refocus. Well, that's all you can do in footy, yep. isn't it? And yep. as they say, uh, you know... There's always next week. A week's yep. a long time in football. Mm. and uh, The fortune... season is a long time in <clears throat> footy as well. Well, so, well that's right. I yep. mean, uh, you know, we, no one is um, going to back our own club more than our own people yep. um, that work in it and coach in it yep. and support it. Yep. Uh, but we are in a little bit of a tricky situation mm. because we are mm. zero and three mm. on the bottom of the ladder. Yep. Uh, and we would not have picked, uh, picked that at the beginning of the year. No, and you can understand the... The angst internally, the angst externally as to how supporters would be feeling. And we've come off a, a great season last year. And as a club, we need to back that up. And at this stage, we haven't. Um, we've got three three games coming up, which will define our season. And, and they're tough. And we'll talk about that a bit later. But Glenelg, at Glenelg, Port at Port, and then Westies down at um, Port Lincoln. Mm. Important. The, comp- the competition looks quite even at the moment, but we've got to keep our positivity and, and get ourselves going. But let's let's just have a bit of a chat about last week's game. Yeah. First, well, um, first and foremost, it was a, a special occasion, grand final rematch, and of course, it was ANZAC Day, uh, and there were some fantastic ceremonies that led into the match, and we'll cover them off a little bit later. But at the end of the day, we went down to North, uh, who kicked fourteen goals, ten ninety-five to out. 5-10-40. So a pretty uh, commanding victory by North Adelaide. And I'm sure they went into the game with a mission after the disappointment of the grand final last year. We had a few that uh, shone out for us. Uh, Declan Hamilton, he had 33 disposals. I thought Matt Ling and Oliver Sanders tried very hard, each with 24 disposals. Connor McLean was our only multiple goal scorer with two. Uh, and there was a medal awarded on the day, the Robin Dequetable, Phil, sorry, Philip Dequetable Robin Medal, which was uh, won by Tom Donnelly. And uh, uh, Philip Dequetable was a war hero, a Norwood player who went off to uh, World War I uh, and led the charge at one of the landings. In fact, got further inland than, than anyone um, and unfortunately was killed three days later. So we have uh, created a medal in his honour and as I mentioned, Tom Donnelly won that on the, the day. We also had three debutantes uh, in Michael Stingle, Alec Wright and Liam, Liam Robinson, um, which actually takes the total to, to eight. Eight new year. faces. Yeah, well, that tells a bit of a story as well, sort of where, where we're at the, well, at the moment. But just getting back to Tom Donnelly and, and the medal, it's great that you know, you know, we as a club um, commemorate the day as we did 
um, and we recognise and um, uh, people that did serve. So well, Tom, we, we Tom's do. had a great Tom's had a great um, great start to the year. Um, you know, four thousand two hundred people at the game was was another felt uh, like more. It did feel like more. Um, like the ninety five thousand at the at the G as well. But um, so a great crowd and a great backup for what we um, you know the the uh, the show that we did put on. Um, you know, just of note, we do we did wear two black armbands um, right, on the yep. weekend. Obviously, one for the Anzac, and one for the young lad that sadly passed away, Antonio, that played junior footy at Nord, um, playing up in the up in the Hills League. So, um, just for the people out there that um, perhaps didn't know why we wore two black yep. armbands, that was that was the reason. But um, you know, yeah. Twig was pretty disappointed after the game. Uh, you know, as you, as you would be, um, you know, given the stage, the day, the crowd. The opportunity, you know, North Adelaide would have been coming at us because of what happened last year. There's no doubt about that, and they would have set themselves there. So pretty disappointed. Um, when you when you start to break down the stats, you look at um, scoring shots. You know, we were minus 32 inside 50s in that first half. Mm. Um, so we didn't give ourselves much of a chance, really. Well, uh, whether and- North defended well, whether we couldn't. Couldn't get it. Um, well, I tell you what, we we actually defended mm, well in that mm. first quarter. Uh, the ball was just going into their fifth forward fifty so mm. often, and I thought we did well to stop them from scoring, um, and we held held them as much as we could. But inevitably, when the supply is so common mm. into the forward line, yep. our back line is going to it's it was under, under the pump. And you look at uh, um, some of our best player for the year, Tom Donnelly. Now he's yeah. playing down back because there's probably heap of the ball down back and you look at the scoring shots it was four to 14 at half time so yeah that tells tells a story obviously the inside 50s tells a story um, and I know, think Twig was most disappointed listening to him after the game mm. I think he was most disappointed about the opportunity lost mm. it was a big stage uh, we'd earned the right to host Anzac Day mm. uh, obviously there was a lot going on before the game the ceremony which we'll cover in a little bit but it was just that opportunity to say hey guys we've had a poor start to the season but today, we're going to turn it around on a big stage. Yeah, I think the thing that's probably agitating, and this is what he said after the game, is you know, we pride ourselves on being ultra-competitive, whether that's you know, our tackling pressure, our pressure around the ball. That's our brand. Our, our voice on the, on the ground, w- w- what's missing. And that's probably the thing that's hurting the most at the moment and what's agitating him and probably keeping him up at night time yeah. uh, at the moment, I would think. Yeah, so you, know, you, could, you could sense a disappointment in his voice, but... One thing I do know is that uh, he, well, he's a premiership coach for a reason, and he has a program that stands up. Now, you can have a program that uh, stands up, but if it's not executed, it doesn't matter. At the moment, our players have got to look in the mirror and say, we're not executing. And, and they're all good young kids, and they're, and they're senior leaders in our group that will turn this around through leadership. Yep. We've got eight debutantes across the, the season so far, three on Tuesday. So we're bringing new kids in and we've got injuries at the moment to senior experienced players that are coming back. Matt, Matt Panos, of course, is is probably the head of that group. And Jackson Callow as well. Jackson Callow. So Pierce Seymour played in the reserves on the weekend. He did. Sermon, unfortunately, was out. So he's got to come back in. So So these are all reasons, right? They're not excuses, but they're they're reasons and they're understandable reasons as to perhaps why we're where we are at at, right at the moment. Um, Yeah. We're only three games in. Okay, let's just try and remember that. Um, it's a long season. Our goal is to get into the finals and then go from there. Well, that's right. Yeah. You've, you've got, they've got to now play for, um, 
you know, week by week, and they've got to play for the process. You know, take take your eye off the off the, the ladder. Um, you know, we, we we don't have a win, but we're be, we're all about process now. How do we get back to our brand and the processes that stood up last year? Because all in all, we have similar personnel, and I actually think we've improved our list uh, over the off season, despite some of the commentary on social media. <laughs> Don't um, worry about social media. I, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I, I refuse to go there. And everyone's entitled to an opinion. Um, we had similar commentary around about this time last, last year. year. Yep. Um, and look what happened yep. by the end of the year. So all in all, there is upside. But it needs to start happening. And, and even if it's not about a win on uh, against the Bays this week, it's about how we go about it. I did read one thing on social media, which I agree with. Look, there's some very perceptive supporters out there. I'm yeah. sure there's a, there's a lot of good stuff there. Well, one fella said, I won't name him, but I do know him, and I respect his opinion most of the time. He said, there's losing and there's... <coughs> excuse me. There's losing and there's losing. Um, it's about how you lose. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, on Tuesday, we lost the way we don't want to lose. Mm. So if we go down to the bay and we don't get the win, well, let's make sure we're competitive, okay? And I've got the utmost confidence, and I'm sure you and everyone at our club has the utmost confidence that uh, Twig will uh, focus on the process and how we go about it. Yeah, we want to see a response. Yeah. Supporters want to see a response. You're right. In the end, the result the result does matter, but it's, it's how you go about it. The response you give, the competitive nature you want to see, from the footy club, which is which is which is just your core, yeah, yep, that's right. And look, you know, watching the game after half time, we needed to have a little bit of a response. Uh, we well, did a little bit, a little well, bit in the third we, quarter. We needed a big response, <laughs> but we had a little bit of a response. We had our first back to back goals, and um, you know, Declan Hamilton continued to to get the ball, and yep. Tom Donnelly was you know just rock solid down back. Um, I thought Nick Rokar worked into the game. But uh, unfortunately, uh, North just continued to put pressure on our back line and eventually they ran away with it. And uh, the two early goals in the last term really put it to bed. Put it to bed, yep. So we see ourselves, Richard, on the bottom of the ladder. Yep, zero and three. But you know what's good about being only on the two bottom? Go- only two games out of the five, though. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The good thing about being on the bottom, there's only one way you can go. Oh, look, I tell this story. 1994, right? We... Um, came off a grand final in 93, 94. I reckon we were 0 and 5, I reckon, mm, in 94. My, my first five games at the we, club. We went down to Alberton. It was a Sunday. It was raining. No one expected us to win. And we won That's by 40-odd right. points, That's I reckon right. it was. That's right. And that kick-started our season. That's um, exactly and right. Back and back into the finals by the end of the year. So, look, there's clearly there's plenty of examples over history as to um, sort of how this plays out. But... You know, it's up to the playing group and up to the coaching group from here. Well, that's right. And we'll have a look at uh, our next game later in the show. And uh, we're going to take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about our women's program. Unfortunately, our development league uh, didn't uh, get the win they were hoping for in the grand final um, on the weekend. Uh, our women uh, league league team just lost by a couple of points. and uh, But they're sitting third on the ladder, so... Uh, We'll have a look at those games and uh, what's happening there very closely after the break. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA. 
You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar. Proud sponsor of the Red Legs. Yes, thank you to Climate, Air Conditioning Air Conditioning and Solar. They are great partners of our football club. Now, Richard, before we move on to the girls, um, I, I actually meant to mention a few things about the Anzac Day ceremony mm-hmm. um, before the break. I was in the pre-match luncheon. Yep. And we had a guest. We had several guests, and we'll talk about the others in a minute. But one of our guests was 100-year-old Jack Dawson. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable, all right. He'll be 101 in August. He still lives on his own. He has carers coming in from time to time. But predominantly, it's his daughter and his family that uh, come and look after him and make sure he's okay. But he's on very little medication, has all his marbles as sharp as a you know uh, a knife, a kitchen knife. He um, uh, is a World War II veteran. Uh, went off to war as a young fella, and then uh, after a, a few months at the uh, coal face in the trenches, he got captured uh, by the Japs, and uh, he spent five years in Changi Prison. And when he went in, he was about 85 kilos when he came out, or at some point he got down to about 35 kilos. That's how hard they worked him. He worked on the Burma Railway. Uh, Amongst other things across that four or five years at Changi, um, he then ended up in Nagasaki. They moved the prisoners of war, sort of as the Allies were were starting to get ground back, they moved prisoners of war around, uh, and they moved his group back to Japan because they're like a resource, right? They're, they're, they're actually a resource to uh, the, the army, the, the nation the that's Japanese captured. Army. Yeah, yep. that's right. And um, he was only about uh, 25 kilometres from the epicentre of the Nagasaki nuclear bomb. And ex- it's Hiroshima. Ex- no, no. That, there was Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Right. So there was two. And I he, need to get up with history. You do, <laughs> you do, mate. But uh, Nagasaki, I think, was the first. Or it might have been. The, anyway, it was one of them. Mm. And he was um, asked at the lunch about, amongst other things, that uh, day. And and he said he he didn't even realise that the bomb had gone off, even though they were only about twenty five k's away. He yeah. knew that something big had happened, and he knew it was. Um, pretty serious when they started to see people coming back into the camp that were very, very badly mm. burnt. Mm. So just an extraordinary story. Now you this man... You just can't imagine it, can you? He was at the lunch. He then went and did the coin toss. Yes. Walked out. Walked out. He was joined by the 2013 Premiership uh, team. team because yep. they were having a reunion on the day. So yep. there's some great photos on the mm. website. And um, what he... What he wanted to do with the coin toss is he made sure he tossed a 1945 penny, <laughs> which he brought, and he tossed it from a two-up paddle, you know. the yep. yeah, yeah, traditional so two-up paddle for Anzac Day. It was just a treat yeah. to be in the presence yeah. of someone like this man. And we had another uh, Vietnam vet, actually, Fred Fairhead and his wife, his wife Di, Di. Yep. who was also a vet in yep. the room, and they were honoured on the day. And Darren Matheson, who's a long-time Norwood supporter, yes. Uh, he did the ceremony. He did the oath and the last post and the rouse and all that that we saw before the game. Mm. So it was just a great, great time. And the last thing I'll say about Jack was um, since he was a boy, he's, he has not missed a uh, premiership, a Norwood premiership. Up until last year, 
He watched it, but he couldn't go because he's just that. But he's been to every every premiership since a boy. Since he was seven. Yeah, right. And I, I don't, I don't recall this, but he told me I took the premiership cup to him. What, nineteen ninety seven or no, just last year? Right. We uh, we went myself and Michael Pratt took Mm. the premiership cup cup out to his house, uh, and we did photos and everything. And, And you know, well done, Pratty, for driving all this. He told me in ninety seven I. Gave him a high five. <laughs> on, the on the boundary? boundary right, as he's doing, the, doing yeah, the lap, that's lap right. of honour. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I was a high five in everyone. But so 97, what's that, uh, 30, 30 years ago? Yeah, around that. 25, yeah, 25 years 25. ago. So he would have been 75 sitting on the boundary. Yeah, so he was you know, a sort of, you know, well, middle-aged man <laughs> by his standards. Um, so just extraordinary to hear all that. And um, the room, when he, he, he came up in the lunch... And and he and he was interviewed. Well, he was you know asked questions, which he answered. And um, when he came, when he went back to his table, the whole room stood up and applauded him. And the applause went for a good two or three minutes, and it was just spine tingling. And yeah. then that carried on after you know out on the ground before the game. I thought Norwood Football Club did it really really well, and yeah. a lot of people put in a lot of time and energy to make it that yeah. way. So that was just great. That was that was what was great about the day. Well, that's an excellent story and great appreciation clearly shown by the people in that room and I think just Australia in general is to yeah. so how we how we recognise these sort of people and, and what they've done. So Yeah. Well done. So I just wanted to yeah, spend a bit of time on that because there are great stories everywhere and that was ours for Anzac Day. Now mate, the, the women um, development league, let's start there. They unfortunately uh, unfortunately went, went down, down to South Adelaide, and uh, it's one of those situations where they went in with great expectation, um, hadn't lost a game all year. Their closest game, I think, as we spoke about last week, was against South during the year, only a, a sort of a kick in it during the year, and again, it only showed um, how close these two teams were um, on Saturday, with um, again only a basically a kick kick in it. Um, you know, we didn't have many scoring shots. Um, it was quite a hard, tough, contested game. Uh, but we led at quarter time. We led at half time. Uh, we weren't far off, I think, at three-quarter time. We were a goal down early in the last quarter, um, pushing forward. But then South sort of rebounded and, and, and got another point, which put them seven points up. So um, disappointing for the girls. It, it is a development league, but it shows some depth that the club has got um, moving forward. A lot of the development girls are... Um, you know, have come from our underage programs, which the club is starting to develop now, yeah. uh, and a good a good springboard for them moving forward. And they'll learn a, they'll learn a bit from that, but yeah. um, be disappointed, but learn. And um, well, we were going to put Adrian Davies under the spotlight, today, weren't we? But, <laughs> well, Adrian um, was carrying a hamstring. She was so, carrying a hamstring. So, um, like Stephen May in the two thousand and twenty one grand final. Yeah, yeah. So um, unfortunately, Adrian couldn't be on the show today, uh, but I remember her saying last week, you know, if they could kick, if they can kick straight, because last time we played well, they South. Did. Yeah, they did. Kick three straight. But just didn't kick, kick just, enough. Just needed a few more <laughs> scoring shots. Um, um, so that's disappointing for the, um, for the development girls. SNFLW obviously was the game, the game before. Yeah. Uh, it was a beautiful day. Beautiful yeah. day at um, Norwood Oval. Uh, again, a narrow loss to the girls. We're four and four in the SNFL league, W league um, table. Playing um, Sturt this week. Playing Sturt this week. Four and four. Down against North most of the day, rallied and kicked four goals in the last quarter um, to only go down by two points. We kicked four, they kicked one, two. 
Um, probably just need to defend a little bit more, but we were coming. Um, we, we were, were coming. coming. Yeah, obviously the fitness is there for the girls. So you know, four straight in that last quarter um, got us got us within a uh, a couple of points, but um, just couldn't get over the line. Four and four. There's a bit of a um, uh, there's a bit of congestion on the yeah, table now uh, with ourselves, Sturt, Glenelg, um, all on North four. Adelaide on three as well. All yeah. in that sort of zone there. And we do have Sturt this week at um, at Wigan Oval, only Oval. So, so a chance yeah. to put a little bit of a gap. A little bit of a gap with four games to go. Four games to go. So you probably need to win two out of the next four to yep. guarantee yourself a spot in the finals. Yeah, and win them all, you got the double chance. Win them all, you got the double chance. So um, narrow loss, uh, but onwards and upwards. Yeah, that's right. Now, um, we, um, as you mentioned earlier, we have um, a fairly, um, well, we've always got a busy month coming up, but uh, we've got the Bays this week, then Port, then we're off to Port Lincoln. Um, and that's a big um, uh, feature in the in the calendar for the Norwood Football Club, taking a, a game over to Port Lincoln uh, for points. Uh, we did it for the first time last year at Centenary Oval Port Lincoln, and it's uh, a, a huge occasion for the club. And after the break... We're going to talk a bit about that. We're going to actually get our event manager, Sarah Neve, on the on the line. She's going to give a bit of an update on not just events at Port Lincoln, but just events what else is happening, what's at happening the club. around the club. And uh, we'll do a deeper dive on the Port Lincoln match and what's happening and uh, give it a bit of a preview because uh, there's a lot going on and we've got some great support in the region and, I, and I'll talk about that. So, uh, again, uh, we come off a very, very busy month. Uh, we take a deep breath and then and we, we go again. We go again. That's right. And uh, that's what we do at Nord Football Club. We're trying to be innovative and cutting edge and put a hand up to, to lead the way where we can. And um, the game at Port Lincoln is an example of that. And the, the EP people EP people are, are fantastic. I've spent a lot, lot of time over there and I'm looking forward to getting back yeah, over there. Yeah, it's really important for the club to engage with the EP. Uh, it's a good junior um area for us um you know the future of, of the club relies on mm. you know getting some players out of that zone so 12 on our list at the moment yep all right dickie that's it for the second quarter and uh thanks everyone out there for listening don't go away you will be back in a moment with red legs radio it's a grand old flag it's a high-flying flag it's the emblem for me and for you live on SENSA. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Red Legs. Welcome back, Red and Blue Army. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. And, Dickie, we're into the third quarter here. And, uh, mate, I thought it was... I thought I was getting chills from the story about Jack Dawson, but it's about 12 degrees in this <laughs> studio. Doesn't SEM pay the bills? You need, What's a, going you need on? an old hoodie on. That's what you oh, need. I do, I do. <laughs> But uh, anyway, we're, we're warming up as we go, and um, we're very excited because uh, we're going to start talking about the events coming up at the club, and we've mentioned Port Lincoln, and that's probably the, the main one on the horizon. But uh, rather than you and I, Dickie, talk about events, who do you get on the line to talk about events? You get your event manager from the football <laughs> the club best, on the The best events person the in the world. The best in the business, and we're joined by Sarah Neve. Hello, Sarah. Oh my goodness! How's <laughs> Hello, that? that was wonderful. How's that for an Gosh. intro? 
pumped up my tyres. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, now, don't bugger it up now, okay? But uh, okay. now, clearly, sorry, you've well, had... I'm a, still recovering. Yeah, I was going to say... I'm still recovering a, from that gather round. You've had a busy... Yeah. You've we had all a, are. You've had a busy couple of months. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah. I'm feeling great. Um, yes, of course. No, it was great. I, I must say, I really enjoyed working with the AFL in their productions and events behind the scenes stuff. Seeing how it's done on such a big scale was um, it was good, and seeing our new facilities with our new coaches' boxes and media boxes and things, and what? that's then sort of led us to a few people ringing and saying, "Oh, what about tours of your oval?" Oh. So um, that's my next little thing that I'm doing. I've got uh, booked the boardroom. I've got a uh, family business meeting coming in shortly, and they're going to have a lunch in here and look over at the gym, go for a bit of a stroll around the oval. Then they do their thing for a couple of hours in the boardroom and then come down to Premier's Bar for an afternoon, couple of drinks. So, so does that mean, Sarah, when they go into the locker room and they sort of have a quick look at my locker with the name, number five locker that has my name on it, do I get a commission on that or what's the story there? The check's in the mail. The Thank check you. is in the mail there. Lovely the mail. work. Now, of course, you are the event manager of the Nord Football Club doing a doing an amazing job and we have a few events coming up and we mentioned Port Lincoln mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the show and, and there's a, a big event, obviously it's an, a big event in itself, but do you want to talk about what's happening on match day up at sure. Centenary Oval? Yes, well that's round six against Westies, which is great. From last year we had um, such a successful weekend, so we're not going to change a great deal in that, um, apart from the weather, we need that to uh, appeal to everybody and those farmers need to stay with us. So we're hoping that um, it's mild and we don't lose them to uh, their farm. And so we've got some juniors, which is great, as the curtain raises. Um, So hopefully we'll get lots of families in there. As an event manager, I'm sure you can manage the weather, surely. Mm, Yeah, well... Well, I'll make some calls. Yeah, we'll see how you go. <laughs> but no, um, my, my exciting thing is the game day experience, which is um, I'm working with some amazing local operators there um, from the marquees to um, furnishings and catering. So we're going to create a lovely um, experience of a big marquee and there's some great permanent boxes that have been built as well. So we're going to tap into those um, boundary sort of side and amazing views. So we'll have a grazing tables and drinks all day. Um, and then there's this wonderful dash for cash that's happening as well. So we'll fill people up with some teakle wines and see what happens. Amberossa uh, Boy. Amberossa Boy, I beg your pardon. Yes, both of, course, of them, and yes. Coopers, yes. Thank you. yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's my project at the moment. And um, as I say, working with some fantastic um, partners up there and the local council. So um, they're very supportive of our rounds up there. So. Yeah, that is on the uh, yeah the weekend 13, 14 May. So everything's going to be available as of this afternoon online. Just jump onto our website and head to events, and they will be ticketed. And um, yeah, and so, we'll, so and we'll send out there. some sort of comms uh, around all that as well. Um, but as you mentioned, Indeed. it is available online later t- today. And and where do people go? Where do supporters go on the website to find th- these details? Uh, that's just through our events page and there will be drop down of uh, calendar events and then you can go into the specific um, gather, uh, sorry, not gather round, oh gosh, the um, uh, game Move on, move on. It's a bit of a mini, <laughs> yeah, it is right. a bit of a bit of a mini gather round though, Sarah, because um, oh, yeah, the logistics true. around this is quite significant mm. as well, like mm. um, just getting the team over there, um, mm-hmm. getting both teams over there and the support staff right. and um, all the equipment that needs to go with it. I know you've been working on that yeah. and that's been... Logistically challenging, let's just say. 
That's a very polite way of putting it, Richard. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, airlines today, unfortunately, we don't have that wonderful local rep that we used to have that would come out and sit in your office and do everything for you. So it's a lot of uh, waiting online through the call centres to try and get the best deals we can for these particular fares. But I think, um, fingers crossed, we still remain with Rex. I, I know that there's a bit of talk around the market at the moment with services being changed and schedule changes, but we just have to be a bit of adaptable with all of that, which we are. But um, all is looking good at the moment. We're locked and loaded. And we've booked out the Port Lincoln Hotel again, haven't we? I believe so. We've got some great post-match um, carry-on arranged there as well. So it is a lot of fun there. There is everything we need. And it's just, a, you know, over the road from the Oval pretty much. So plenty for supporters to do for the weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that, Richard, because I'm going to tell our supporters listening some of the things they should be doing. They should definitely, while they're in Port Lincoln, go and visit Teakle Winery. Yes, um, amazing Salador. Of course, the the Teakle Winery is a, a major sponsor of the Norwood Football Club and the Port Lincoln match. Right. Yep. Of course, it's the Teakle Cup. But really, it is one of the best places to visit. It has an amazing Salador and restaurant. The food and wine are amazing. Ben Teakle, Amanda Silk and all the staff at Teakle Winery, a good old-fashioned customer service. They really look after you and we have an event there the night before the game, uh, and it's just an amazing um, atmosphere and room, isn't it, Sarah? Indeed, it is. And we've also got um, some local talent that's going to be performing on the night. She came to Adelaide and did a fringe show, and she sang our nas uh, the national anthem for us last year. So Charlie Watt will be appearing. Um, so she's lovely to have with us through this journey, and she'll be there uh, again on match day as well. Well, that's right. So, and so clearly, Tikla are a significant part of what we do. In, well, we couldn't, in the do, it with, we yeah, couldn't do it without exactly. them. Exactly. So just to give the supporters a bit of an understanding, like commercially, this takes a lot of work to put on, like to, to fly teams, both teams over there. 80, 90 people. Yeah, exactly. So you do the, you do the maths on that. So we can't thank our sponsors enough. And there's a few more over there. Oh, there too. is. And, um, you know, Bendigo Bank, Port Lincoln is, yep. is actually Community Bank. Port Lincoln, but yes. the Bendigo Bank yep. brand, mm -hmm. they have been sponsoring our program up there for a number of years. Yep. So they, they not only sponsor this game, they sponsor the development, our, our development program. programs. Yep. Yeah, that, so yep. their, their contribution enables us to put two part-timers uh, on up there on the EP to, you know, to be working with the schools and the clubs and, and the pathways and development yep. programs that are so important uh, to our football club and, and to the footy industry. So they're amazing. Now, McDonald's Port Lincoln, here's one for you. They're a partner. Best burgers in the world, I'm, I can assure you. The, the specific ones at Port Lincoln are the best yeah, burgers yeah, the, in the world or McDonald's in general? The specific ones at McDonald's Port have Lincoln. Have you tried them? Yes. Too many. But, but they um, they will have a Red Legs uh, supporter offer across the weekend. Excellent. So um, uh, watch this space. They're going to not only jump on board as a sponsor, they're going to look after our supporters uh, while they're up there. Of course, uh, if you're looking for a Toyota, um, Peter Kittle Toyota, uh, I have the best Toyotas in the world. Now, the only place you can buy a Toyota is up there on the EP. You know why? Because they're a sponsor of the game, but also that means you're not competing against our Paradise. other great partners, Paradise Mazda, who have the best cars BT in the world. BT50s. Give you that one. But um, we need to mention Peter Kittle Toyota because they are supporting the game. If you need a lawyer, if you get into trouble up there, Mella Olsen. <laughs> what sort get, of trouble? Well, whatever trouble you find yourself in, Mella Olsen lawyers will get you out. Best lawyers in the world. And, of course, we're using Lecce Moroni accountants. 
when we sort of have to process all the finances because they're the best accountants. And SA Grain Services, if you're a farmer or in the agricultural industry, they have the best farming equipment, best farming services. And the Port Lincoln Council, of course, they are, have been a great supporter of the game and continue to be. So without all those partners, we just couldn't do what we do for this match and on the EP in general. So, and I'll tell you another thing, and uh, before we sort of uh, let Sarah go, so you, you'd be um, familiar with, we're sponsoring, because I know you've been involved, the, the Baylight Festival at Coffin Bay. Now, the Baylight Festival is three days of light food, wine, and music. And the Norwood Football Club is a sponsor of that festival. It's this weekend, starting Friday. Mm -hmm. And we're looking mm -hmm. for ways to invest in the community. Now, we've asked businesses and, and government on the EP to invest in our programs, well, we think we should invest in things up on the EP as well. And that's one of the things we're doing, isn't it, Sarah? Excellent. Yes. We did a quick recce over there and it is a beautiful part of the world. It is lovely over there. So um, it's an exciting project for them. And I think um, timing-wise, it, um, yeah, it, it's, it's great for them. And then we'll be up there shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah. well, that's right. Looking so forward to seeing it all. If you can get to uh, EP earlier... <laughs> Two weeks earlier, go to the Baylight <laughs> Festival on Coffin Bay. Coffin Bay is just an amazing oh, place to visit. Yeah. But, of course, if you can get up to the EP for the uh, Port Lincoln match that we have, the Teakle Cup, go a bit earlier, mm -hmm. enjoy the sights, support the tourism, support the bars, the cafes, the pubs, and, and wear your Nord colours. Mm. Because last year when we yes. were up there and you could walk down the main street, there was just red and blue everywhere. And... We estimated, well, we didn't estimate, we did the modelling. We had over 500, probably up to 700 people visit the EP for that game. There was almost 2,000 at the game. But five mm. to 700 of those had come from either other areas on the EP or Adelaide. And um, if they all spend, on average, around seven, $800, which is, you know, your, your cost of getting there, your accommodation, your, your meals, your, your drinks, etc. while you're there, your tourism... Um, we're injecting around $700,000 into the local economy. And, and that's also what it's about, isn't it, Sarah? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, come and see us at the Oval, if not before. Um, we'd, love to, we'd love to host you. So book, thank book, you for having me on the show. Book into the Match Day Marquee. It's a great experience. And thank that's you, Sarah, for Absolutely. all the work you're doing. My pleasure. Pleasure. Right. Thanks for having me. See you soon. Bye, see ya. See ya. So, yeah, Dickie, um, Sarah does a great job at our club, and uh, we, we really are an event business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We have pre-matches before every game. We have business lunches. We have, you know, women in leadership uh, lunches. We have, um, as you know, we had a, a, a Ashes uh, lunch before um, last year's Ashes yeah, and series. And we don't, we don't, as a club, we just don't do this for um, for fun. It, there's a there's a reason. Well, we do it for fun, mm. but there's a reason behind all of these events, and that's mm. again to make the club sustainable, financially right. successful that we can put it back into the footy program well, that's and, right. and keep and keep growing. So, And we have um, this amazing facility, the Wolf Blast Community Centre. We need to um, We need to keep the cycle, cycle going. But just just one more thing about Paul Lincoln. Bumped into tractor, Chris Prime. Oh, big tractor. Against Norwood v Sturt. Uh, he's looking forward to this game. He'll be, he'll be there with Bells. Yeah, he was there so, last year. Yeah, so uh, he'll, be, he'll be back again. Partner. Maybe we could get him to toss the coin or do something. He's the, legend of, the legend of the area and that's not a had bad. a couple of great... Great um, seasons at Norwood. So. That's that's not a bad idea. I might uh, take that on board. And if you're um, listening, track to keep yourself free. That's right. Um, no, he was an amazing uh, player. Uh, such a big frame, but mm. moved so quickly. You know, out of the forward line he and kicked ninety odd in his first year. He could mm. kick the ball, couldn't mm. he? Mm. So yeah, look at all exciting things happening up at Port Lincoln and. 
if you're listening out there and you're umming and ahhing, if you, you haven't booked your tickets or you, you're not sure if you're going to come, you know, make the effort. We, we need the support and uh, you need to be quick though because uh, accommodation is selling out fast. Um, I know it's really hard to get into the Port Lincoln Hotel now who, you know, by the way, have come on as a sponsor as well. I didn't mention that, but the Hurley Group, Hurley Group yep. who own the Port Lincoln Hotel and the Kensington Kenzie Hotel. Yep. and the Arca Bar, they're now a sponsor of our football club. And I think they recognise just how much uh, business we're sending their way. Mm. Uh, but they're great people, you know, Jackie Newton, uh, who looks after all the partnerships. Yep. In Peter the and Jenny the, uh, from the Hurley Group. That's right. And, and Catherine and Karina at the Port Lincoln Hotel, uh, great hosts. And uh, when we're up there... For this match, uh, the whole hotel is pretty much booked out by uh, the Norwood Football Club and, of course, West Adelaide Football uh, Football Club as well. So it's a great vibe, a great uh, few days. And if you haven't uh, made the commitment to get up there, I implore you to do so because it really is an enjoyable time. Dickie, we, uh, we're going to go to a break. Into the third quarter. And uh, we're going to come back after the break. We'll talk about the game get against the, bay. the base. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Redlegs Radio, thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Redlegs. Welcome back, Red and Blue Army, for the last quarter of Redlegs Radio, which will be a quick one, Dickie, because we've covered quite a bit in the show so far. So we've got a little bit of stuff still to get through, so we'll work through that. Now, we won't have... We didn't do a bit of a match... um, review against the Bays, which we'll come to in just a minute. Uh, we, we don't have much to tell or to report by way of the, the teams. Or well, the, the game squad. was only well, well, two days well, ago. Well, that's right. And so, we don't play until Sunday. So yep. as far as we can tell, there was no injuries that came no, out of the we, game. No, we've come yep. out of it okay, I yep. think. But I will mention Paradise Master, who normally bring the teams to us. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't have them this week. Mm. But I was out there yesterday, and gee, those BT50s are nice. I know. I've seen some of the new ones that have come to the club. They look oh, oh spectacular. So Especially good. the white ones with the black wheels. Yeah, like yeah. That, and the, the, the aftermarket kit yep. that goes on them, they, they look yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that while I could. Now, uh, before we move into the game, a uh, quick look at the game, uh, we should mention the Barossa boy of the week from Tuesday's game was Tom Donnelly. Uh, of course, he won the medal as well. But uh, I just want to mention that, For those that don't know, every week Trent Burge, who is the CEO of Barossa Boy, our great partners up there in in the Barossa, um, our exclusive wine partner, he awards three votes. So he watches every game. Yep. To the player whose performance on field is as smooth as young Wisden Matara. (laughs) Or whose locker room antics perfectly embodies a cheeky Tilly Riesling. Don't you love that? I'm thirsty. But how's this? At the end of the season, the winner and three of his mates will indulge in the ultimate Barossa Boy weekend away with accommodation, winery tours, and an unforgettable private tasting. So if experience. Tom wins it, if Tom wins it, does he have to get three of his mates from Tassie? Well, who's flying them well, over? Well, they're the ones that keep voting for him. But you get the private tasting experience with Trent Burge, which would be amazing. I've, I've done one myself, and he's just such an amazing. Uh, storyteller around the wine. Um, so, you know, Barossa Boys share such a great passion with our footy club and, and they're behind this award and it's a fantastic initiative and we love them at, at Barossa Boy and uh, if you're not drinking Barossa Boy, which I know everyone is, make sure that's in your cellar from today onwards. Now, the People's Choice Award. Uh, Richard, can well, you give us a quick update on that? Tom Donnelly again. Gee whiz. Yeah, I know, three weeks in a row, Tom. Um, clearly having a, a great season. 
Um, yeah, thanks very much to People's Choice again for putting up a $500 um, voucher for the winner uh, at the season's end. At this stage, Tom Donnelly is is leading on 30 votes. Um, we did change the voting system this year. Um, we put up five players to vote on. The player with the most votes gets 10, 10 points. Um, the player with the fifth most votes gets two points and all that in between. So yeah. Tom Donnelly, um, well done again. Uh, Harry Boyd second at the moment on the ladder with 16. Yeah, so. okay. Well, look, I, I still think it's probably consistent with uh, the form line out there on the ground. So yeah. Barossa Boy, Tom Donnelly, and People's Choice Award, Tom Donnelly. Decredible medal, Tom Donnelly. Not a bad week for Tom. Well done, Tom. Now, mate, tell it quickly, mate. We've got a minute. Yep. What's going to happen down at the base? Two ten Sunday. Uh, last time we played Glenelg was in the first semi-final last year. Uh, got over them by 28 points. And obviously, we've had many battles with the Bays. They're a great traditional club. We expect a good crowd down there on Sunday. Um, Glenelg are currently sitting fourth on the ladder at 2-1. and one. Their form's been pretty good. Um, you know, Hosey for them kicked five last week. Luke Reynolds kicked three. They've got a midfield that's pretty consistent. Uh, has been there a while in Partington and Proud and uh, and Bailey and Snook. They've been around for a while. They're, they're hardened. So, you know, it's really up to us to, to take our game to them and make sure we're ultra competitive, especially around that midfield midfield zone. So 210 Sunday down the bay. Uh, let's get as many of our supporters down there as we can. A couple of fun facts, maybe, just to finish off with the with the base. You know, the current CEO of Glenelg is Justin Scripps. Played with him. Played at Nord in 99. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously myself, I... Norwood lost one of his greats in the mid-90s. Richard Kelly went to the base. Yes, yes, yes. And then Jimmy West, obviously the 97 Premiership player. Jimmy West plays for both clubs. So there'll be a lot of examples out there of of some players that played both clubs. But there's a couple that spring to mind. Well, that's right. And let's hope our boys go down there this week and just have a a good game. You know, look, we we obviously want to win, but let's let's go about it in the right way. And uh, I'm actually going to the pre-match function down there this week, so looking forward to that. They've got a great facility. They have. And I think there's a few SNFL clubs that have done it really well. Clearly, we've led the way with our facility and lights, etc. Sturt's new building. Um, you know, the Bays have got a great setup as well. So well, I love well their, I, I love their barrel area. Yep. I can't wait to go down there and have a Barossa boy in the Coopers. <laughs> We're out of time. You've been listening to Red Legs Radio. Get, get, stick behind the club. Stick behind the boys. Uh, we'll turn it around. We'll be okay. We're Norwood Football Club. Good evening. Keep your eye on the red and the blue.